In this episode of Green Grass and High Tides, I'm going to be talking about potatoes. It's in association with 44 Foods. If you're looking for a new way to do your weekly shop, then check out 44foods.com. They partner with UK producers who are passionate about fantastic food that they create, whether that's fresh fish from the Cornish coast or prime Scottish beef. They take the passion for delicious food and deliver it with care direct to your door. 44foods.com Now, potatoes can broadly be split into you know, early um, and main crop potatoes. I'm going to be looking much more at new potatoes and the the beginning of spring and summer, things that are maybe better suited to lighter dishes and cooking rather than baked potatoes and good you know, traditional roast potatoes with maybe more autumnal and winter vibe dishes. So in terms of new potatoes, they are for me one of the oh, the most special ingredients to get. Um, you know, if you're looking at something iconic like the Jersey Royal, it's it gives joy to cooks and chefs around the country. And I think that's what I want to focus on today. For me, it's about getting your hands on them as well. Very often you'll get that layer of soil around the potato that's just protecting it, keeping it fresh. The skin, which is so thin, almost like paper, paper thin that could be just rubbed off with a little veg brush or even your thumb. And whatever that sort of size and shape they come in, there are varieties out there to suit every dish. Potatoes, obviously, They've got edible uh, peel. Very often we peel a potato, but when it comes to new potatoes, we are much more relaxed about actually cooking it. And that therefore provides a whole additional bit of flavour, which when it's roasted or simply cooked in a bit of olive oil or some butter with some herbs, I really think that it provides just a a delicate sort of extra bit of um, texture. The nutrients as well are in the flesh, but the... The edible layer of skin is, is particularly rich in potassium, so it is good to keep on. You know, Don't feel you've got to peel potatoes, especially little baby new potatoes. You'll end up with hardly anything left. The flesh is obviously the creamy, butter-coloured um, prize, and, and that is really uh, absolutely delicious. You can obviously cook it whole or um, slice them and almost do them like a, a roasted dauphinois, just very thinly sliced. There's loads of options for cooking, which we're going to talk about in this in this episode. The plant itself, there, there are obviously different varieties um, grown from seed and, and harvested relatively early in the season. Baby potatoes are different. They're planted you know, for, for that fresh season. But I think new potatoes have a, a firm, waxy texture. Some can be floury and a thin skin, so they do really crisp up nicely, especially when roasted. They're naturally quite low in fat, high in vitamin C, and their sugars have not yet turned into starchy sort of uh, carbohydrates. So they are sweeter than large potatoes. Um, And that really comes across when you serve it in a, a potato salad. I mean, it's one of those lovely cold dishes that's perfect for a barbecue, slightly lighter, I'm going to be doing a twist on that today, which is sort of my version without mayonnaise that is herby and slightly sort of Mediterranean inspired, I suppose, for a potato salad, but the perfect recipe for barbecues this summer. Now, when you chip potatoes, the plant itself, it, uh, it the tubers, the little seed potato, develop tiny little green sprouts. And that's the point when you you will have them in a tray, you'll you'll do your chitting and you're getting them ready to then plant into the ground. 
the process itself of growing spuds is great fun. If you haven't done it before, you don't need a huge amount of space. You could do it vertically in a, a stack of old tires or in potato sacks or dig, dig them in the garden. You, you lay in your chitted potatoes, you cover them up and eventually they start growing leaves that pop through the surface and don't eat the leaves. They're, they're not edible. So, so I think it's a relative of uh, Belladonna family. So there's a toxicity in in the leaves of potatoes um, but you then earth them up and by earthing them up you're literally mounding the soil on top of the potatoes so that they then start producing more potatoes and that process can be done a couple of times and it's really good fun you've got to have a go and uh, yeah as I say growing your own spuds they always taste better than what you can buy but if you are going to buy potatoes then yeah check out 44foods.com because basically they've got you know, they've got Jersey Royals, uh, Pink Fur Apple. I'm going to talk about some of those today. When you're actually choosing potatoes, you want to start by looking for, you know, blemish free. So just good, proper looking potatoes that are firm and dry, not soggy or squishy. You don't need to peel them. Um, as I said, you, you should probably scrub them as well, though, with a, a soft brush or a, a sort of a Brillo pad sort of a cloth. And yeah, the varieties, I'm going to talk at length about Jersey Royals, uh, which personal favorite and then also pink fur apples but many different types out there down in Cornwall we've got sort of Cornish Earlies that are soft skinned uh, and again you can just clean them off with your thumb almost to get rid of the wafer thin skin they're rich and sweet tasting Charlotte potatoes my sister's called Charlotte so I'm biased but that's a family favorite it's got a white skin oval shape and a hint of sweetness so we all know potatoes are popular around the world I think probably in Britain they're particularly favorites so when you're looking for them you know you want to consider the variety and then the cooking instructions about how you might get the best out that particular uh, type of potato for example say you want to boil potatoes like charlottes or you might want to really play with a steamed or a sort of simply cooked and then the jersey royal so that it keeps that wonderful creamy sweetness in it and then a pink fur apple a bit more nutty you might want to roast it so be be adaptive with the way that you approach potatoes when you're cooking them and then I think the key thing as well is a lot of people will always put potatoes when you're boiling them into cold water and bring the temperature up now for a large potato I think that's really important because it sort of allows the center of the potato to cook at the same rate as the outside so you're bringing everything up to temperature the benefit from my perspective of, of cooking new potatoes is you can just get the water on the boil and drop them all in and because they're so small you know more surface area easier for them to to cook you can just cook them you know like that so you throw them in cook them for ooh, 15 minutes i'd say as a guide um, you don't want to overcook new potatoes if you're roasting them maybe a little longer and then for me you know, the simple gauge and way to cook them is, is just to boil them and then toss them either into melted butter or olive oil pinch of salt and pepper and then sometimes a little squeeze of lemon juice just i think it works really well with them obviously if you're roasting potatoes in in the classic way then you want to well personally i parboil them first and then I heat up some duck or goose fat in the oven roast them turn them roast them season them with lots of sea salt that's pretty unbeatable for a way of cooking spuds and then even little new potatoes you can experiment with mini baked potatoes that's quite fun but 
I'm going to be doing a Hasselback recipe today. So that that's a really simple method. We're going to talk about it in the kitchen in a minute. But it's it's a very fun way of cooking smaller potatoes just to crisp them up and give them a little bit of special, extra special attention. In terms of what goes well with potatoes and flavours, I think that for me, spring onions are always up there. Um, sort of good old champ. It's my thing, Irish family brought me up on that so you got you know potatoes spring onion maybe a bit of bit of butter i think also white pepper sometimes is something interesting to try with potato instead of i mean cracked black pepper i, I love with with potatoes but if you're making a mash it just it, it adds a nice warmth to it rather than an overpowering heat that you sometimes get from from black pepper i think spices as well like don't be afraid of taking a batch of new potatoes and doing like a saga loo where you've got spring greens and new potatoes with just some lovely fresh spices toast that off in some ghee roast it you know that's that's a lovely thing or pop them on skewers as well but rosemary skewers and throw them on the barbie so make a make a hole through the potato just thread in a a lovely rosemary skewer so you've got that rosemary infused infused flavor as they hit the grill that's that's really good fun other things to do with potatoes especially new potatoes is a lovely dish which which is super easy you just on a mandolin or with a knife thinly slice lots of potatoes new potatoes into little discs probably two mil depth and then season it with oil and put it on a baking tray and then maybe include some you know some olives some capers and basically roast them with some fresh herbs some uh, you know marjoram or oregano roast them in the oven make, turning them halfway through and you end up with a sort of a mix between a, a crisp a chip and a roast potato it's a wonderful thing really really good with you know a fillet of mackerel or you know some grilled halloumi so yeah be versatile potatoes are the most versatile ingredient i can think of in a kitchen because you can pair all sorts of flavors with them they're they're buttery and earthy they're they're creamy they can be sophisticated they can just make a great tea for the children like easy quick food so don't be afraid of experimenting and hopefully the the recipe at the end will show that it's it's there to be had fun with especially at this time of year we're cooking outside a lot more we're you know getting back together having garden parties so some gorgeous british seasonal potatoes just works a treat if you if you roast them, if you add lovely flavours, very little cooking, but a huge amount of taste as a result. Years ago, when I was um, filming a series with my dad called Hungry Sailors, it was like an ITV show where we travelled around the coast cooking and, and meeting people. We sailed over to Jersey and um, went and visited, obviously, some potato farmers of the Jersey Royal. Um, I also remember, I think we met someone who was making jersey royal vodka which was also great fun although i have to say i don't remember too much of that because it was a jolly good drink but jersey royal potatoes are unique you know they've been carefully grown on the island uh, since the 1800s it is the perfect environment for growing potatoes with its own sort of unique microclimate the the spuds flourish there but it's also the soil in jersey is it's it's well-drained soil. They The farmers still use seaweed, uh, which is sort of harvested from the beaches as a natural fertiliser. And because of the tidal flow of the ocean and the seas, there's great deposits of, of seaweed, which they call locally, apologies, got the pronunciation wrong, but vrake or vrek or something. Um, so basically this practice has been going on for 
for hundreds and hundreds of years but it means they've got really good soil uh, the jersey royals are also treated with such sort of respect they're they're planted early so it's quite often one of the the first early sort of new potatoes they're checked regularly they're harvested graded all to to maintain the highest quality and freshness so jersey royal potatoes i think everyone's pretty aware of this it's like they are the the upper echelons of spuds they're they're really fantastic they've even got pdo uh, protected designation of origin status so they're basically the champagne of the potato world and certainly a favorite of mine to cook in the kitchen the second variety that i'm going to cook with today is pink fur apple now these are not not as well regarded as jersey royals but they're blooming lovely and they have grown in popularity they used to not be particularly popular but they're an old variety cultivated since the 19th century they've got a funny irregular shape so they are longer beautiful sort of pale pink sort of color they're knobbly and yeah their shape is pretty unpredictable so you do get some pretty odd ones but it's a mix between sort of pink and light brown they're quite smooth apart from the knobbly bits and peeling them's out of the question so you eat them with the skins on give them a bit of a scrub again thin skin so that's edible Um, and inside you've got a beautiful sort of creamy yellow sort of waxy flesh and it's really really delicious to cook with for me they obviously they store well but flavor wise they're they're one of the best potatoes that you can get out there so the recipe i'm going to be doing is going to be using a combination of pink fair apple and jersey royal and then also some Jerusalem artichokes just for an extra bit of nutty flavour. So very much like two potatoes cooked simply. hope you enjoy the recipe. I'm going to go get in the kitchen and get the oven on. Uh, make sure you preheat it to 200 degrees. And then I'm going to talk you through Hasselbacked potato salad, which is my recipe for this episode. This recipe is dead easy. All you need to do is preheat your oven to 200 degrees and then take your potatoes. They've, I've got beautiful Jersey Royals, which with your thumb, you can just rub the skin and it will clean off because it's so paper thin. So I'm just using a little vegetable brush and giving them a quick scrub. The pink fur apples also are delicious and um, described as nutty in flavor is something when I was writing my veg book, the editor constantly said you know James come up with a different name for nutty so I came up with ideas of trying to describe the flavor as you know savory earthy um, very much you know a good bold or robust flavor but once you've cleaned these potatoes all I'm going to do is show you how to hassle back them now I've also paired this dish with some Jerusalem artichokes because they taste nutty okay so I love that idea of using tubers from from different families we've got the pink fur apples which are beautiful color very knobbly odd looking potatoes but have come seriously back into fashion nowadays and then I've got the Jersey Royals now to hassle back a potato all you need to do is this is the cheats way of doing it get a couple of wooden skewers or even the handle of a wooden spoon and lay that down flat on your chopping board one either side of the potato then for the larger jersey royals i've got here i simply slice down all the way to the point where i reach those skewers which means i'm not chopping all the way through the potato now i'm probably doing about about 20 
very thin parallel slices through each potato. But the great thing is this increases the surface area massively. And for a, a lovely, you know, fresh salad potato like these Jersey Royals, I don't want to overcook them. But equally, I love roast potatoes. And this is a twist on a potato salad, essentially. So by hasselbacking them, I'm going to drizzle them with oil, season them, and then build some other flavours into the recipe. When they roast, they're almost laminated with an, oil, with an oily layer between each slice. That means that they crisp up extra. So they remain quite fluffy in the middle, but lovely textured on the, on the outside. So hasselback all of those. And then next stage is to move on to the flavours. And what I'm going to be doing is pairing this uh, roasted potato salad with some chive, caper and anchovy. All the potatoes have been hasselbacked, so now I'm going to add a bit of garlic, a couple of cloves, um, peel that. What you don't want to do is overload it with garlic, but equally I think that a nice um, fresh spring summer potato salad is um, it's quite a nice surprise to be aromatic, you know, get a bit of pungency from that allium in there. So I'm also going to use a bit of shallot in this recipe and then the chives for a, a more delicate sort of garnish. So every single potato has been hasselbacked and I'm going to drizzle that with a bit of olive oil. I've got the garlic to toss in there as well. So it's all just in a big bowl. In goes the garlic, drizzle of oil, there we go. Decent pinch of sea salt. And in a minute, I'm going to get my hands in that bowl and really mix it all together. Um, the oven is really hot now, 200 degrees. Just got a shallot. Now I quite like a change of texture in a recipe. So by dicing some shallot, what that's going to mean is it's going to get quite nice and crispy alongside the um, potatoes and those Jerusalem artichokes. Jerusalem artichokes, just so you know, are quite good to, to boil first or blanch in boiling water because it reduces the amount of inulin which is a enzyme that gives you wind, essentially. So my dad, and I can blame him for this, but he always calls artichokes fartichokes because they are windy. Um, they also, change the subject quickly, they, they do um, provide a great wind break in the garden because they grow very tall. So they're quite good at if you've got a windy plot, you know, that's exposed to gales, <laughs> you're able to basically plant them to reduce the amount of cold weather that's reaching your veg. So shallots there, again, texture. I've got crispy capers that I want in this dish. So I'm just putting in two big teaspoons of caper berries and then a little bit of chopped chive. I always use herbs in the cooking for aroma and flavor, but then I keep back and reserve half of the herbs basically for garnish to make it look fresh and pretty so that's just a little tip like use your herbs in the cooking sometimes you will you know add them later in the in the stage when you're cooking so they don't wilt but always keep some back because it's just a lovely easy way of adding a little bit of a fresh visual to a recipe so there i've got massive bowl full of potatoes shallot garlic caper chive and i'm just mixing it all together little pinch more salt and I'm going to pop that on a roasting tray and we're going to roast it for 25 minutes.
the potatoes have roasted along with those Jerusalem artichokes. Got some crispy fried capers in there from the olive oil. It's a dish that, for me, knocks spots off um, the old retro potato salad with mayonnaise because it's it's fresh, it's light, it's seasonal. Just garnished it with some anchovies, but obviously if you're vegetarian, leave those off. Um, and some sort of baby leaves uh, and lots of ch chopped chives to finish. It's very much a recipe that I um, I recommend. I think people are always looking for exciting new ways to, to cook with potatoes and just using the Hasselback approach as a way of chopping them up provides a different texture, but it's the same awesome, creamy, nutty, lovely potato flavor. Mm -hmm. 